Welcome to today's conversation in our Collaborative Transformation podcast series, Public Hospital M&A. We're excited to bring you perspectives on trends and opportunities in the market as they relate to transactions involving public hospitals. Joining us today are McDermott partner Megan Rooney and Juniper Advisories Rex Bergdorfer. Rex is a managing director at Juniper Advisory, a specialized investment banking firm that focuses exclusively on nonprofit health system mergers and acquisitions. He has worked on over a dozen transactions with the McDermott team, several of which were on behalf of local government-owned hospitals, cities, counties, and districts. Megan is a partner in McDermott's health practice, where she focuses on the representation of hospitals, health systems, and other healthcare and life sciences companies. A former healthcare professional with firsthand clinical experience, Megan has unique insight into the business challenges and opportunities facing her clients. Hospital M&A activity has increased significantly in the past decade. Given today's environment, do you expect deal activity to continue to rise? And what kind of deals have the most activity? Rex, let's start with you on this one. Sure. Probably helpful to take half a step back and look at the industry as a whole. So there are about 4,300 hospitals in the United States controlled by almost 2,000 companies. So we define HCA as a company. So too is a one hospital district in Florida or a city hospital in Oklahoma. The median number of transactions a year in the last decade is only 91. So change is still happening pretty slowly. And I think there's a new body of research coming out that the fragmentation of the industry is not just challenging operationally and from an efficiency standpoint, but it has also led to, in aggregate, subpar medical outcomes. And people for 20 years have been talking about, you can shave a few basis points off borrowing costs or supply costs if an independent hospital joins the system. And I think the new research is more likely to get boards excited to enter into partnerships as they're more medically aspirational in the future, and that's probably only going to increase in the era of COVID-19. And Megan, Rex just spoke about some of the new research out there. What major trends are driving public hospital M&A today? Public hospitals are often sole community hospitals and have a unique set of challenges. And I think in particular in light of COVID and other challenges that hospitals are facing, they're going to need to really look critically at their operations and determine what they need to do to continue to be successful and meet the needs of their communities. And healthcare is often not a municipality board's top focus. So I think we may see these hospitals and organizations really taking a look internally and deciding that this may not be the best pathway forward for them and looking to partner with other organizations that can help serve their community in better ways. Financial challenges, again, rank number one on the list of hospital CEOs' top concern. In ACHE's recent survey of top issues confronting hospitals, how can M&A make hospitals stronger financially? It's interesting to compare the hospital industry to other sectors, and our research indicates that mergers tend to work better in the hospital industry. We studied 25 recent client transactions that occurred between 2010 and 2014 and measured both their 
performance right before a partnership as a standalone, and then several years after a partnership was consummated. And the findings were pretty stark in a good way. Revenues rose, EBITDA rose, days cap rose, debt to capital decreased, average age of plant decreased, charity care increased. And to the point I was trying to make about quality before, we found that the leapfrog grade went up about eight-tenths of a percent. The number of doctors increased and the number of employees increased, which is you know, not always intuitive to people who look at M&A skeptically in other sectors. It seems to be working better than others in the hospital world. So switching topics a little bit, what are some of the unique challenges that public hospitals face? One of the most unique challenges when dealing with a public hospital transaction relates to the fact that everything has to be done typically in the sunshine, meaning these are public organizations and meetings, documents that are brought before the board, things that are discussed, conversations that transpire are done very much in the public eye with very few exceptions. And so this really makes it difficult at times for boards to be as nimble as they would like to be and to move as quickly as they need to due to notice periods and also require the boards to be very mindful of what is getting out into the public and how that can advantage or disadvantage the transaction and also how they need to communicate with the various stakeholders who may react to what's happening from a deal negotiation perspective. And Rex, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think as Megan was saying about sunshine laws, it really places a public hospital at a disadvantage when their strategic plans are all available to the public and sometimes on local access television broadcasting their board meetings. The other thing is that the boards, in our experience, are populated universally by really well-intended people trying to do what's best for the community and the hospital, but they're not healthcare professionals and they don't serve all that long on the hospital board. Oftentimes it's just three-year terms with three terms total. And if they're overseeing a public hospital system, many times their duties as county commissioners or district officials have lots of other demands on their time. You know, they also oversee the school system or hold other important municipal functions. Megan and Rex, what makes public hospitals, which provide health care to some of the most vulnerable populations, particularly susceptible to mounting financial pressures? What regulatory or external challenges contribute to this pressure? Megan, let's start with you. So public hospitals are particularly susceptible to mounting financial pressures due to the fact that they're often sole community providers. So without the benefit of being part of a larger system, any changes in reimbursement or delays um, or difficulties can impact them a bit stronger than if they were part of a larger system. But there are some regulatory and legal frameworks that are actually beneficial to these organizations and enable public hospitals to perform differently or better in the face of challenges or when they need to enter into a transaction. For example, many are critical access hospitals and receive more favorable reimbursement. Similarly, from a transactional perspective, public or municipal hospitals 
are often in some states subject to immunity from an antitrust perspective and are able to partner with uh, their organizations that their competitors could not partner with. Rex, anything you'd like to add to that? Public hospitals have some issues that their other nonprofit counterparts, those sponsored by faith-based organizations or traditional community 501c3s do not. They often have large pension needs. Here in Chicago, there's a real issue with teachers' pension plan and the economic impact that's having on the city. And that's certainly true with hospitals as well. And it's caused many local governments to choose to enter into transactions with systems that are private and in the business of managing hospitals. There were about 1,300 local government hospitals in 1995 and about 900 today. So the difference, about 400, are those that elected to lease or somehow shift the operations of their public hospitals to private hands. Megan, how can privatization of financially distressed, publicly owned and operated hospitals help to safeguard these critical community health care resources? Privatization can help communities in a number of ways. One, by privatizing the hospital, it often enables them to avail themselves to additional capital or economies of scale by becoming part of a larger system. But Also, privatizing a municipal hospital allows that municipality to focus on critical infrastructure for their communities, like roads and bridges, and often can take the benefits received from privatizing the hospital to really double down on things that are really in their core skill sets with respect to running their town. And Rex, have you seen any negative consequences on this front? Not in the hospital industry. We worked on a privatization last year that was kind of a good example of what Megan was talking about is a healthcare district in Florida that we helped lease operations of the hospital to the Cleveland Clinic. And I would guess that most now believe they have better readiness and system resources at their disposal to contend with COVID. But certainly there are examples in other industries. Again, Chicago is a great example of a privatization gone awry. In December of 2008, they leased operations of the entire city parking system to Morgan Stanley for a 75-year period for about a billion dollars and not paid at closing. The funds were gone within two years. Citizens awoke to find Parking rates had increased sevenfold almost overnight. And looking at the math now, you see that the investors are going to recoup their investment next year, but the lease runs through 2086. So it's really important to make sure that the assets are valued appropriately and the process undertaken is robust and defensible. And what legal challenges should be considered when exploring a potential public hospital transaction? In addition to legal challenges common to all hospital and health system M&A, regulatory approvals, financial considerations, capital commitment, as we mentioned before, public hospital deals have to contend with sunshine laws and being very much in the public and often public referenda and the court of public approval. So, 
when approaching these transactions, it's very important to understand who the constituencies are that have the right to approve the transaction. Is it the county board? Is it a vote of the community? Um, I just worked on a transaction last year that required a, a referenda on a Tuesday to get the deal done. And knowing what those approval rights are at the outset will enable the parties to work together to frame the documents, to frame the transaction, and to get buy-in in a way that will lead the parties to hopefully a successful transaction. Rex, what are your thoughts on this? It's not a legal issue, but our job in managing the market of prospective partners or acquirers can be made a little bit more difficult in that oftentimes proposals that suitors make to a public hospital will be made public and they are less apt to put their best foot forward and be clear in terms of the forms of consideration and the type of value that they're suggesting in the transaction for fear that if they purchase prices in black and white and capital commitment is in black and white, that that will be the starting point for negotiations in other transactions they're trying to do elsewhere in the region or country. So there's some massaging working with the lawyers to make sure everything is done to cause the suitor to put their best foot forward. Megan, from your perspective, how important is public sentiment? And what role can the public play in these potential transactions? Well, something that's unique to these transactions is that the public can actually potentially stop a deal from happening due to required referenda or approval. Of course, the court of public opinion is important with every transaction that we advise on. You want to be sure that you have buy-in and that deals are viewed positively. But in the case of a public hospital privatization, it can be the difference between getting your deal done or not. So it's very important to make sure that the message is accurate The message is controlled. Employee communications are also very important. I think we would say that in any transaction, but in these deals where all of your documents are likely going to become public, it's incredibly important to be crystal clear about what is happening with employees and what is not, because those statements can be misconstrued quite easily. And Rex, to close out this great discussion, are there any factors that may limit post-transaction value realization? One thing we haven't talked about is the level of integration that a public hospital chooses to enter into with a partner. We found that and conducted a recent study on this, that hospitals that were tightly integrated and operating as one had better facility resources. And we chose to define that as having more ICU beds available than their comparable standalone counterparts. They had better clinical depth in that they were treating higher acuity patients than standalone hospitals, and they had better network strength to participate in things like ACOs or clinically integrated networks. And that's done if the system's operating in unison. Thanks so much for listening. For more insight and analysis about today's changing healthcare M&A landscape, check out McDermott's Health and Life Sciences News blog at healthlifesciencesnews.com.
This material is for general information purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice or any other advice on any specific facts or circumstances. No one should act or refrain from acting based upon any information herein without seeking professional legal advice. McDermott, Will, and Emery makes no warranties, representations, or claims of any kind concerning the content herein. McDermott, Will, and Emery and the contributing presenters or authors expressly disclaim all liability to any person in respect of the consequences of anything done or not done in reliance upon the use of contents included herein. Copyright 2020, McDermott, Will, and Emery. All rights reserved. Any use of these materials, including reproduction, modification, distribution, or republication without the prior written consent of McDermott, Will, and Emery is strictly prohibited. This may be considered attorney advertising. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome.